G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. Hello, it's Neil Johnson and welcome to today's 2020 podcast. Remember, you can hear 2020 on the Vision Radio Network from 10 a.m. Eastern, that's 11 a.m. Australian Eastern Daylight Saving Time on Vision. We're chatting today with Australia's most powerful trade union leader. The SDA, or the Shop Distributive and Allied Employees Association, has 230,000 members and is Australia's biggest trade union representing people working in the retail sector. What you may not be aware of is the leader of the SDA, Joe De Bruin, is a strong, outspoken and very determined Christian. He's also Vice President of the Australian Council of Trade Unions and a member of the National Executive of the Labor Party. Joe De Bruin is joining us today to talk about the Christian influence in trade unionism in Australia and the broader labour movement. Hello, Joe. Welcome to 2020. Hello. Joe, good to talk to you. Uh, it is an election year. You hold some very powerful positions in the labour movement and as the leader of Australia's biggest trade union. Uh, how hard is it to hold to your Christian values in the setting you find yourself in? Well, I don't find it difficult at all because uh, I find that my Christian beliefs, uh, in fact, provide the motivation for the work that I do. Uh, Trade unions are involved in working for uh, the working people who are members of the union, uh, looking after their wages, their working conditions, their job security, their health and safety and so on, their uh, retirement benefits when they get to the end of their working life. And so uh, uh, my Christian motivation makes it very easy to do that sort of work. Joe, sometimes when Christians think about the trade union movement, uh, they don't always see a Christian heritage. But in fact, uh, in trade union movements uh, from Europe and in Australia, there's a strong Christian uh, heritage and history. Yes, there has been um, both uh, here and overseas. And uh, I think that is simply because... Uh, when trade unions uh, first started to form uh, in the century before last, they were concerned about the dire circumstances in which many people were working. Um, And so it was the Christian beliefs of many people which led them to uh, see that there was a need to improve uh, working conditions, rates of pay, Uh, to get underage people out of employment and so on. And uh, while Christians can't claim to have been the only people who uh, saw the need for this, they were certainly very much in the forefront of the forming of trade unions from its very origins. And of course, not only trade unionism, but the whole labour movement uh, up until really the 1950s was coloured by Christian politicians. That's right. Um, In Australia, uh, the labour movement uh, was uh, populated to a very large degree uh, by people with a Christian motivation. 
many of them were Catholics. Uh, Catholics, of course, weren't the only ones. There were others as well from different denominations who were prominent within the uh, trade union movement. Um, and uh, it really arose from the fact that they saw that there was a need to be helping other people uh, in the workforce uh, to improve the lot in, their lot in life. And uh, so that uh, Christian motivation of helping other people and love for your fellow man was really at the heart and soul of uh, many union leaders um, you know, in the past and even continuing to the present. When you say continuing to the present, uh, you would be familiar with so many of the identities who lead trade union movements around the nation. Is there a, a Christian ethos amongst trade union leaders these days? Well, there is among some. And, uh, you know, some of my closest colleagues would certainly fall into that category. Um, I think that um, in uh, the broad union movement today, uh, that would be less the motivation than it has been in the past. But certainly uh, in the union which I represent and in a number of other unions, uh, that Christian ethos is still there and is still the driving force as to why people are motivated to work in the trade union movement, where often they are getting uh, rates of pay which are far less than what they could earn by getting a similar job in the uh, private sector. What is it that drives you, Joe, uh, when it comes to this motivation? And you've already mentioned that your Christianity actually provides great motivation for defending the rights of workers. But when it comes to getting into those negotiations about uh, fair rates of pay and working conditions, uh, how important is it to recognise that there is something very Christian about the pursuit of that level of fairness? Well, it's important to me personally. Um, um, you know, my Christian faith does um, motivate me and guide me in what I do. Um, and so when I am negotiating on behalf of the members of the union or representing them in some way with government, um, I um, feel that I am carrying out um, my Christian beliefs uh, in a practical way uh, and I get great satisfaction out of that. Joe, the biggest thing that people criticise you for is your outspokenness when it comes to Christian values as they apply to a lot of the ethical issues of our day, uh, whether that be uh, the whole gay marriage debate, uh, whether it be abortion or whether it be euthanasia uh, and uh, stem cell research. You have been very outspoken with a Christian position. Yes, but... Uh I have found that uh, my views on these issues really arose out of the fact that we uh, decided probably about 35 years ago as a union that we wanted to develop um, a policy for our members uh, related to them and their families. So as we developed our family policy over the years, we were originally looking at things like uh, family income uh, and uh, entitlements that families were able to get from governments. Um, and then in the early 90s, when the United Nations uh, declared one of the years to be the year of the family, we got more deeply involved in family policy. And so all the issues that you have mentioned, we see as simply being dimensions of a good family policy, a healthy family policy, 
uh, which is so important to society and so important to people who are in paid employment. And you've been leading the SDA now for something like 30 years or 35 years, and those values have been something that the union has stood for all that time. It might seem to some unusual that a union might have ethical stances on issues like this and such a strong Christian foundation. Well, um, as I say, my beliefs on things like... um, marriage between a man and a woman, um, my opposition to abortion, my opposition to um, embryonic stem cell research and so on, are all issues that come from my Christian faith uh, and from my belief in there being a strong um, family um, uh, set of values that we should be espousing and promoting within society and which I believe government should be promoting in society as well. Um, And because trade unions do operate within the political system as well through their relationship with the Labor Party, these issues are coming up for decision on a regular basis. Um, And instead of walking out of the room and not having a view... Um, we do express our view publicly and we vote accordingly and therefore we try to make sure that within the Labor Party and within the broader areas of the government of all political parties that strong family values are being promoted and endorsed and supported. Well, we're talking to arguably Australia's most powerful trade union leader, His name is Joe De Bruin. He's the leader of the Shop Distributive and Allied Employees Association, more than 230,000 members. Joe, stay with us because I'd like to ask you some more questions about the broader Labor movement and where Christianity might stand within Labor. You're listening to the 2020 podcast from the Vision Radio Network. We're back talking to Australia's most powerful trade union leader, Joe De Bruin, who leads the SDA or the Shop Distributive and Allied Employees Association. It has 230,000 members and is Australia's biggest trade union representing people working in the retail sector. Joe De Bruin, when we talk about Christianity, and I appreciate your openness to talk about your own faith and your 35 years at the helm of the SDA, but some people will be asking, what happened to Christianity in the broader Labour movement? Um, I think that what has happened uh, is very similar to what has happened in the rest of society, that um, in modern-day society, um, we uh, find ourselves increasingly concerned uh, with ourselves, uh, with the things, uh, the pleasures in life we want to pursue. Um, and so uh, there has been a fall-off in uh, Christian uh, belief uh, among union people as much as there has been in the rest of society. So uh, in, the, in the rest of society, we see that uh, consumer values are being pursued. People are pursuing their own interests. Um, things are going well. Uh, and so they're no longer interested in God and their responsibilities towards their fellow man in the way they might have been in the past. It seems to me, looking at a broad brushstroke of 
history when it comes to the labour movement. Up until the 1950s, there was a very strong Christian presence. In fact, 60% of labour politicians uh, were Christian in that time. Of course, there was major ructions within the labour movement and uh, it saw a split uh, and then there was the formation of the DLP, the Democratic Labor Party, which really took a lot of the Christian focus. And we were talking at a time uh, uh, there was a rise in communism in Australia and some of those socialist communistic values uh, began to colour the labor movement. Is there still a, a strong colouring in those sorts of values within labor today? Well, I think we live in the post-communist society because... In 1989, when the Berlin Wall came down and all the countries of Eastern Europe uh, saw the citizens rising up and throwing off their communist regimes, and then two years later when the Soviet Union collapsed, uh, that really was the end of communism. Um, And so that ideological battle, which had gone on for decades uh, within society general, but particularly within the trade union, that battle really came to an end because uh, everybody could see that communism as an economic system and as a social system and as a political system didn't work. Uh, It was being rejected by the vast bulk of the population in each of those countries. And so that, that fight has gone. That is finished. And in a sense, those of us who were against the communists can rightly say we won the fight. We have won that fight. But the battle today is really moved into a different area. Uh, We live in a consumer society, uh, a society where Christian values are less and less important to growing numbers of people. Um, And so there are new battles to be fought, uh, whether it's on uh, the importance of uh, the family Uh, built on the marriage of a man and a woman um, for life or whether it is on the issue of abortion which I believe to be the greatest single social issue of our age or whether it is um, other issues like uh, embryonic stem cell research and so on where we are taking human life at its very origins and conducting experiments on it in a test tube. So these are the issues of today and uh, so there has been a dramatic change Um, in the issues which we face as a society and which we in the trade union movement have some involvement in. Joe, on current issues, uh, where you have uh, in the current Labor government, where you began uh, this period of government with Kevin Rudd, who was uh, openly and strongly a Christian believer, Uh, And then you had the transition to Julia Gillard, who openly uh, wore the tag atheist. Does the religious foundations of leaders in the Labor Party uh, have a big bearing on on the decisions and the movements of Labor? Um, Not as much as you might think. Um, The interesting thing about Julia Gillard is that whatever her personal views Uh, in fact are and as as she has expressed them um, she was resolutely against uh, gay marriage um, throughout the period of debate uh, that occurred within the party right through the time to the national conference in uh, December of 2011 
and uh, she worked very closely with those people like myself who worked very hard to try to avoid a change in the policy of the party, uh, which ultimately we lost relatively narrowly, but we worked very hard to avoid a change in the policy to where we are today where uh, gay marriage is party policy. Um, Julia Gillard made it very clear to the party throughout this period um, and including at the conference itself that she did not want the policy to be changed. She did not want gay marriage to become Labor Party policy. She argued very strongly um, that there should continue to be a conscience vote on the issue. And then last year when the issue came up in the Parliament, she of course voted against the private member's bill uh, for gay marriage. So uh, it's interesting that while she is not um, a Christian, she in fact says she is an atheist, she was on our side on this issue right through, quite openly, quite publicly and very strongly. And it would appear that the Prime Minister is open and does have a listening ear to the likes of yourself and other uh, Christians within the Labor movement who do have an opportunity to help to form those sorts of uh, inner sanctum uh, policies within the Labor movement. Yeah, well, that's right. Um, I um, have the privilege of knowing the Prime Minister personally and I must say that on every occasion that I have sought to speak to her on some of these issues involving values and so on, she has been willing to sit down and to listen to what I have to say. And Joe, the future of Labor, when it comes to uh, the sorts of uh, influences that Christians have, is there an invitation uh, to Christian men and women to become involved in the Labor movement because there is uh, potential there for uh, reform when it comes to Christian values within the movement and uh, possibilities into the future? Well, I think that uh, at the moment um, Christians are not uh, in a strong position within the Labor Party, um, but there is every opportunity for that to be improved over time. Um, the Labor Party is open to anybody who wants to join and wants to become active and there is a role for people with Christian beliefs to join the Labor Party and to be part of the move to making sure that the policies that the party has are those which are consistent with Christian values. Well, Joe De Bruin, I certainly appreciate your input and uh, the insights that you've been able to talk about with us today. Australia's most powerful union leader, Joe De Bruin, the leader of the SDA, the Shop Distributive and Allied Employees Association, also Vice President of the ACTU and a member of the National Executive of the Labor Party. Joe De Bruin, thanks for being with us today on 2020. Thank you very much. Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts, or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au.